0: blessed be the name of the Lord that's our approach to God hallowed be thy name God's name is hallowed and that's how we're to come to the Father wonderful love that song I met a saved plumber today holy cow who would have thunk working on my house and, and he said uh, what you got planned today and I said well actually I'm preaching tonight he said I'm preaching tonight a plumber preaching Ooh. wonders never cease I mean <laughs> uh, I said, well, what you? he said what are you preaching on I said well I'm preaching on crowns he said well I'm preaching on crowns uh, crowns like crowns that you'll wear in a good sense he said yeah i said uh i'm preaching on crowns that way i said uh which crown you're preaching on said, well I'm, I'm i'm focusing on the crown of rejoicing i said i'm focusing on the crown of rejoicing <laughs> i think he stole my notes maybe he isn't born again no i'm kidding no um Yeah, the Lord's done that before, and I think he'll do it again. If you weren't here before, I I referenced the time when uh, on a Sunday night at the prison, me and Andy were preaching Andy behind me, and Don was preaching behind Roy. And um, somewhere in my message, I I referenced um, foot washing, being, being... Symbolically, the way that Christian helps that Christian over there, and the blessing of God that, that we can have and we can be to another Christian. And when I said that, Andy is sitting over there, and his head came up, and because and, uh, he was going to talk about foot washing, so he got up and he says, Well, he says, you know, so he gave the, gave the illustration again. So I called Brother Roy afterward and I told him what happened, and Brother Roy started laughing on the phone. Okay. Uh, he said, Well, the same thing happened at, at Algoa. <laughs> he got up. I've i I I was I was saved in the home of the, the people there were brethren and and they observed foot washing in in the kind of the legalistic sense. I've never talked about foot washing before, and that night. I talked about it and I stole Andy's thunder. Roy talked about it and stole Don's thunder because when, when, Roy, when Brother Roy mentioned foot washing in the scriptural sense, Don's head came up and he talked about the same thing. So, um, yeah. Turn with me if you get, if you, you better have your Bible with you, uh, to the book of 2 Timothy. I'm sorry, 2 Peter 1st. Second Peter, Scripture tells us, if, if, you, if you follow Peter a little bit, it's not real clearly delineated the progression in his Christian life, but as I went through it in devotions uh, a month ago again, uh, I, I got a sense that he's getting older in the Lord, maybe his feet are getting a little more stable because... If you know the young Peter, his feet were not stable. And, uh, but here in, in, first Pe- in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 says, Simon Peter, a servant of, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied in you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called you to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Beside all this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness charity. Four. We could say, or because. For, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you again, Lord, the Holy Spirit would um, use the scripture, use the thoughts that you've given me, bless and help Robert, Lord, as he does the same thing. Lord, you'd uh, bless our pastor and other men of God. Lord, that you'd have your hand on them for good, Lord. I pray that the souls might be saved, the Christians might be admonished, Lord, to get all that you have for them, Lord, that we'd be able to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Crown's mentioned 75 times in the scriptures, and since Don got 66 points last time, uh, I heard him, I'm going to preach less than that. No amens. All right, well, maybe, no first crown I want to look at, the crown of glory. There's three, there's three aspects of this crown. And it doesn't take a lot of reading to understand that, that this, the crown that the scripture talks about, it's a physical crown. It's not, uh, it has aspects of being symbolic, yes, but it is a physical crown. Because I think like those 24 elders in the, in the book of Revelation, I'm going to take those crowns and I'm going to throw them at my Savior's feet because He gave them to me. And what a blessing of God. But this crown of glory were promised. Uh, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. If I don't lose all my notes here. Proverbs chapter 4, verse, verses 7 through 9 over to chapter four. Seven through nine says, wisdom is the principal thing, Therefore get wisdom with all thy getting, get understanding, and exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Blessed of God, a crown of glory when we get wisdom. And man did I have to pray for wisdom as a young Christian. I really had to pray for wisdom. Uh, I, I remember shortly after I got saved I mean very shortly after I got saved because I knew what happened when I got saved God forgave me my sins I woke up the next morning I, I'd, I'd never woke up like that before I'd never woke up not having sin on my heart and I was so thankful that I had fallen out with sin and I don't know the time frame because When I say I had a falling out with sin, I mean, I was done with it. I wasn't going to sin anymore. God saved me from that. And I don't know, again, I don't know the time frame, but I remember it it was probably inside a week or so, and I don't remember what I did. I know what I did not do. I wouldn't have blasphemed. I wouldn't have used the Lord's name wrong, because that that was a decrying sin that I had when I was a pagan that I used God's name pretty freely. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't a sin like that. I don't know, I don't remember what it was. It wasn't something, probably I lost my temper or something. The Holy Spirit said, you sin. Can I tell you, it broke broke my heart. Because in my ignorance of the Bible, I didn't know that I was going to sin again. (laughs) And here I was, but I didn't come back as a stranger. I came back as a disobedient child. As a child of God. I just needed cleansing. Lord Jesus said, no, Peter, I'm not washing your head. I'm not washing your hands. We're washing the feet. We're washing that daily walk where you get grungy. And that's what we do as Christians. We, we, our walk, sometimes God says, then we have to respond to that. Getting wisdom, you get that crown of glory. Uh, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 31 says, The hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. So he has to clarify this the hoary head being the old geezer, of which I don't think I am just yet. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after I play racquetball, I might be an OGs or then. Uh, but at least I've taken some with me. Uh, Chris ought to amend that right there. The old Christian that wants to please God is promised this crown of glory. Wow, we got two crowns? We've got two crowns, the same type of crown, but there's, there's, there's a second aspect. And there's a third aspect in... Um, um, a verse that I didn't write down. Okay, the next crown. <laughs> the next crown. The, um, the crown of life... James chapter 1, James chapter 1, and verse 12 says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Blessed the man that endures temptation. Well, scripture says we're going we're gonna to be tempted. They, Brother Herb, uh, one of the prison nights, he talked about his, his foundry that he has and, and how he puts in, puts in this element and that element. And he's making whatever form of steel or whatever, whatever material he's, he's founding, he's trying to make it as strong as possible. And in that strength, there's fire. And in the Christian life, we'll face the fire. We'll face the fire. And as we walk with the Lord, that fire will temper us that fire will make us stronger. And here we're given another crown because we endure temptation. We come out on the other side. This is not my strength. This is not your strength. This is God giving, giving me strength to endure whatever temptation it is. Would to God that we could, we could respond like a Christian. So that we could tell someone else. Someone may be watching that we don't know. My wife is witnessing to a lady at work. That I. Um, I thought she had done something wrong. And I said so. And I was mistaken. So I had to go to her and apologize. And. I didn't think at the time it was a real big deal because there were no ramifications that came from it, anything of that, that nature. Except that I had sinned, I had made it, I had, I had inferred that something had happened that um, did not happen. She saw a Christian apologize, and it was like the sky had fallen on her because she had. She couldn't imagine anything like that happening. As a result, my wife has an inroad with her to witness to her. I, I, I know in our witnessing, sometimes we witness and we witness and we witness and it seems like we're falling on deaf ears. But I promise you, I promise you it's not. God is going to use what we, what we tried to do for him. That crown of life. Another crown, Revelation chapter 2. Verse 20 says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman. is I thought it was chapter 1, pardon, 2.10, I wrote down 20, thank you, uh, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried, and you shall be, you shall have tribulation ten days, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life, a second aspect of this crown of life, Faithful to death. Okay, um, I'm wondering if that's a big crown. <laughs> I wonder if that crown is a little bit, a little bit more to it than the other crowns. I'm wondering if it's got more gold, got more of the jewels in it. Maybe not, because if God tells us we can earn it, we can. To say no. These men at the prison, they, some of them think that they're into drugs and they're never getting out. But I tell them that's a lie with the Lord Jesus. That's a lie. It's a lie every time. Because others have, and with the Lord's help, they can. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35 Says, uh, go back up to verse thirty-two. What what shall I more say? For the time would me, fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David, also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women who received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Faithful to death. The reference here to these that could have saved their lives some way, somehow, they could have saved their lives. It might have been the Catholic Church saying, if you renounce this apostasy that, that you Bible believers would say that you're clinging to, if you renounce that, we will spare your life. No. No. Some of them didn't. Some of them could have saved their lives. But the cost was too high. <laughs> it's just. A, it comes down every, every day, it comes down to cost. We live for God because of the cost. What if someone lost sees me not living for the Lord Jesus? And yes, they could go to hell. They could go to hell, do a bad testimony. Let's die first. (laughs) Thank you, Ms. Paulette. (laughs) No, no, let's live for our Savior regardless of the cost. And yeah, if you want that bigger crown, there we go. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verses 4 through 6. And, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, shall be turned unto fables. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, verse 6, at, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. Apostle Paul, he said, he said he fought a good fight. At one point he said he, he fought with beasts at Ephesus. I don't know, we're not given clarity on whether or not that was a physical beast or, or the beastly ways of man. But he fought. He fought a good fight. We've got good fights all through the Bible. We've got some bad fights. I don't want a bad fight. Especially at my size and my age, Yeah, I don't want a bad fight. I want a good fight. I want to fight well. The Confederate soldier in the Civil War was wounded, and the doctor came to him and he said, "Son, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, but the wound is too severe. We can't save your life." He said, "We can make it easier. If if you wanna if you wanna drink of this, uh, it'll ease the pain." Confederate soldier was born again. He, he, said, he told the doctor, no, sir. no sir, thank you. I don't want I don't want, I don't want to meet my savior with alcohol on my breath. Lest we lose the rewards, and I, and I hope I'm talking to somebody everybody that would agree that the use of intoxicants are the devil's work but um, let's not meet the Lord in a, in a state like that let's not meet the Lord with, with some evil curse on our lips let's meet the Lord expecting this, this crown of righteousness Lord promised it I'm, I'm looking for it when it says and those who are waiting for his appearing. I was just having a good time in devotions Christmas morning. I, w- I was at work that morning. And I woke up and I thought, boy, this would be a great day for the Lord Jesus to come back. I was waiting. I was waiting there in my devotions. I was waiting. I said, Lord, you could, this could be the day. This could be the day. what would it do to our hearts if we had the mindset this could be the day. It'll keep my hand out of the cookie jar. I know that. This could be the day. I wish it were. I wish it were. And if not today, I hope it's tomorrow. And I'll say the same thing tomorrow. Tomorrow. got to work till jesus comes how about we start right there let's let's be faithful let's look for this crown of righteousness because jesus is going to come i i think it's going to be soon i tell i tell the the guys in the prison i i take my bible and i go over to revelation the early chapters and i say look this much of the book this much of the book is already gone we're just about in the concordance for crying out loud thank you jim no, we are. We're about in the concordance. We've got precious little time. And yes, I know men of God have said that since I've been saved 48 years ago. I've heard men of God say that. Well, I'm 48 years closer. <laughs> that I be ready, that I be anxious that he would return. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2. Verse 17, the Apostle Paul starts and he says, But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us, for what is our hope? Or joy, or crown of rejoicing, are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming, for, you, for ye are our glory and joy. I want to come, I want to come see you. When we have a little opposition in the prison, the devil gets credit. <laughs> it might be the guys at the lunch line or it might be those guys passing out meds late, whatever it is. What I do know is that, is that there's 40 or 50 guys that would be hearing more of the gospel if it wasn't for some hindrance. So the devil's going to hinder But if we can look at it the way the Apostle Paul did when he said, You, you Christians, you Christians that I've won to Christ, you Christians that have come to Christ through those who came to Christ under my ministry, you're my crown. What a crown! This crown of rejoicing. I mentioned the last time I preached about my mom getting saved. And um, there were a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of hurting, a lot of physical angst. When I realized as a young Christian, I think that was the second time the Lord broke my heart. First time was when I found out I wasn't sinlessly perfect. <laughs> that was partially because of ignorance. But as a, as a fairly new Christian, when I learned that I was going to heaven by myself, by myself, broke my heart. I wasn't, I wasn't married at the time, didn't have children, but I did have a mama. I did have brothers and sisters. I didn't want to go to heaven by myself. God didn't want me to go to heaven by myself. So I didn't want what God didn't want. So we lined this thing up. And I said, God, if you'd help me to talk to her. And I talked to Mom, and I talked to Mom, and I talked to Mom, and I talked to Mom. And, to Mom. and then that night she trusted Christ as her Savior after, after we hung up the phone a short time before. And then I was told to call her by my, our everybody's favorite Christian aunt in my family, Aunt Sil. And mom told me she'd trusted the Lord Jesus the night before. She got out of bed and knelt down beside her bed. I didn't even do that. I didn't know to. I, I would have if, if I'd, you know, if, I'd, if someone had just told me, you ought to be praying on your knees it's just a sign of submission and at my age i have a plan to get up if i'm kneeling down i have a plan to get up there's something close by going to help me get up off of my knees <laughs> don't care i'm going i want i need to be i want to be i want the lord to know that i know that i'm to be in submission that i get this crown of rejoicing when mom got saved, (laughs) I called everybody I knew and a few people I didn't know. And I told them, my mom got saved. My mom's not going to a devil's hell. My mom's my crown of rejoicing. And when I witnessed to my brother for years to despair. But I still witnessed to him. I still loved him. still loved his soul. And I talked to him as if he could be saved, and I did not know if he could be. That's That's how wicked my brother was. That's how many times he heard the gospel and said no. People don't get away with that. People die in their sin and they go to a devil's hell and they deserve it. Randy deserved it till that morning when he bowed his heart to God, trusted the Lord Jesus. Whoo! Everybody heard the name Randy Altman after that and said Randy Altman, you know what happened to that dude? <laughs> I do. I do. Randy's my crown of rejoicing. Had a lot of labor there. Had a lot of hurt. A couple of threats on my life. Gotta keep working. Gotta keep working. And some of the people that I prayed for, I, would, I, I prayed like with my mom. I, I, I was making deals with the Lord. The Lord, I'll try to live this life that you've called us all to live. As best as I can, but Lord, would you send someone else to my mom? Crown of rejoicing. Because, yeah, she got saved, Randy got saved. It, It was shouting time. It was shouting time. Preacher by the name of Bobby Thompson. 50 something years ago or maybe more said he got a bird for his daddy to get saved his daddy is a very very wicked man and he talked to his daddy about getting saved and his daddy scoffed he made, he made fun of his son that was, that was talking that fairy tale Christianity and his dad lived some towns away Bobby Thompson went to God and he said, God, and if I, remember, if I remember the exact details, he said, God, I'm going to meet you between three o'clock and five o'clock in the morning in prayer on my knees with tears until my daddy gets saved. He so said he prayed that way for seven months. He prayed that way seven months, three o'clock until five o'clock. He was on his, he was on his, knee, on his knees at his bed Weeping for God to save his daddy. He said the first day of the eighth month, he was kneeling. God took the burden away. There's only, reason, there's only one reason why he's taking the burden away. His daddy got saved. God told Bobby Thompson to go down to the bus station that God was going to send his daddy from some few towns away. God was going to send his daddy down to, the, down to the bus. And his daddy was going to take a bus to where he was. Can I tell you, that's somewhat particular. <laughs> that's somewhat detailed. God never has told me to go down to a bus station. He's told me very specific other things. Bobby Thompson jumped up from prayer. Again, it's 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. He said, Mama, get up. It's time to shout. He said, God save my daddy. He's going to send me down here on the bus. i got to go to the bus station. He got dressed, went down to the bus station. The bus was pulling in when he got there. He said, he said his daddy got off the bus. He come running to him with his hands in the air. And he said, Son, son, he said, Daddy, you don't need to tell me. God told me you got saved this morning. God took the burden away. Woo, come on. Crown of rejoicing. What a crown. Judah swore to his father. that he would protect Benjamin that he would bring him back he swore he took an oath that he would bring back that then favorite son lest his daddy die Genesis chapter 44 tells the story how Joseph carefully laid out the plan and the cups found in Benjamin's sack come on why wouldn't in Simeon's sack? Why, would, why wouldn't in Reuben's sack? He was a dirty buzzard. You no, know, what's found in Benjamin's sack. Because that's the way Joseph planned it. So they went back to the palace, to, to Joseph's house, this this next to Pharaoh dude, who was very cross to them all along and Joseph said don't you understand that a man with this with this golden cup don't you understand a man like me can can cipher the will of God the mind of God and this is the cup that I use to do that and Joseph uh, Judah stepped up and said we be thy servants. We be thy servants. Okay, that's not going to end well. But this, this emissary of Pharaoh, he said, Yeah, just like you said. He stays, the rest of you go. <laughs> what? That wasn't the deal. Judah said, All of us stay. Judah didn't want to go back to his daddy. Judah says, sir take me instead he said because I swore to my father that I would bring this boy back and the scripture says, Judah said how shall I go up to the father and the lad be not with me? Rhetorical question meaning, I just can't go back to my dad. I could be a bondservant and he uses bondservant there. The bondservant's the one with the hole in his earlobe and once a bondservant, instead of just your mill run slave Once a bondservant, your life is over. Now you belong to the master. You can never not belong to the master. If you have loved ones, they belong to the master. You've given the whole family to the master. Judah said, let the boy go. I stay in his, I stay in his place. And if you know the story, Joseph breaks down, orders the Egyptians out of the room and tells his brothers, I'm Joseph. Scripture says his brothers were terrified. But Judah had given his life away. For his for his kid brother by another mother as they say closing I got a call um, 15 years ago uh, a girl that was six years old in my Sunday school class man I was I was not old in the Lord but but I had, I'd been given a six-year-old class. Blessing of God. <laughs> Woo, some of those times, I just had a wonderful time. had to memorizing entire chapters, and I was memorizing those chapters with them. God was working on my heart, and I, and I knew that God was working on their heart. So this young, this young lady, she's not a child anymore. She's, she's 30, 30, 31 at the time. She said, you remember, you remember that Sunday school lesson that you taught, Mark chapter 8, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, put yourself in my spot. I've just been asked if I remember a Sunday school lesson 25 years ago. Tell me a Sunday school lesson, Chris, you remember from 25 years ago. Not happening. Can I tell you? I promise you, I remember that Sunday school lesson. I remember that Sunday school lesson 25 years before because the Lord's just all over me. I didn't know why. The Lord had been all over me lots of times before, but that time it was it was unusual. I taught those six-year-olds profit loss. Oh, she'll be given in exchange for her soul. Young lady on the phone said, "That was a Sunday. I trusted the Lord Jesus." Wow. I don't know what else to say. Wow. That was a Sunday she found the Lord Jesus. Wow. We talked for another minute or two. Time to get off the phone. And she said. Love you, Daddy. I said, love love you too, sweetie. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know my daughter, I knew my daughter was saved. She had, she had a lot of the Christian fruits. Lydia's older sister, she had a lot of Christian fruits. I knew she was saved. Didn't know the backstory. Didn't know she had been saved 25 years before when a six-year-old did profit loss and trusted the Lord Jesus that morning. Crown of rejoicing. Parents, come on. Sunday school teachers, come on. All my jailbird friends are, are all gone except Josh. My jailbird friends uh, will watch this later. Come on. Let's get this crown of rejoicing. That we see these loved ones, and these friends, and these convicts come to Christ. Heavenly Father, we pray that you'd help us, Lord. Help us to understand, Lord, a crown. Lord, what a mercy, what a what grace that we could, we could get a crown because you're such a loving God. And Lord, not only we could get a crown, but but there's a dozen or 20 people, Lord, that might be sharing in that crown because whoever we have seen won to Christ, there were others that were involved, they'll get the same crown, Lord. Because you're that merciful of God, that wonderful of Savior. Lord, all these crowns, especially this crown of rejoicing, Lord, that you'd get a hold of our heart, that we'd, that we'd do for you. What comes to our hand would we'll do it with our might, Lord Jesus we might be honored. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for your blessing on the invitation. In Jesus' name.
1: Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful where streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing closes in Lord still I will say blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your name blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your glorious name blessed be On the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out all, turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, blessed be the name. Blessed be your glorious name.